0: and control as a small piece grow so we grow using procurement program and control I'm a business man yes I'm an entrepreneur who yeah I'm a business man yes I'm an entrepreneur who yeah I'm a business man yes I'm an entrepreneur
1: and good afternoon and welcome to the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. But today, standing in for Gilbert Buchanan is Mr. Gregory Sneed. I am um, pleased. Also, you guys may recognize he also is my co-host over at the Community Briefing. So he's doing double duty this week. <laughs> so welcome. Glad to have you guys. Happy holiday season. Uh, Gilbert will not be here today because he unfortunately uh tested positive for covid on um on monday and he had spent some time with friends on thanksgiving that insisted that they were all vaccinated and they were not <laughs> and so uh he has been but he's not he's he's doing he's doing okay he has been vaccinated so the severity he doesn't have the severity but he does have like how ha- he has like a bad um flu. And so he is feeling the, the the effects of having a bad flu. So we're happy to have you guys. And welcome, Greg. Thank you so much for sharing the platform with me today.
0: Yeah. Well, first off, my prayers and blessings to you, Gilbert. Hopefully you're watching or if you'll get to see the recording and that you uh, feel better, that you're resting comfortably. And um, uh, that in some way, that's how in-laws become outlaws.
1: <laughs> true that
0: <laughs> yeah so uh our prayers and blessings are with you my brother and um i was just bop into the uh to the intro and uh we, we look forward to uh, seeing you back real soon
1: yeah, we, we'll, we will be missing you today, Mr. Mr. Gilbert, um, but we do want you to get better. And we are so happy that you're vaccinated. So this is not as severe as it could possibly be. And uh, we want to thank you. Uh, We want to thank you for keeping yourself healthy and that you did go and get your vaccination and that you're going to get your um booster when you are all done with this. So yeah, man. yeah. Man. So Greg, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: uh, Uh, My name is uh, Gregory Sneed. I'm in financial services. I have been doing that for, give up my age, but four decades plus. (laughs) And uh, I help uh, my clients keep more of the money they make. I market uh, life insurance, long-term care, I do financial coaching, and I teach financial literacy. My slogan is, um, I believe that when you feel better about your money, you feel better about your life ain't that the
1: truth (laughs) you know greg i always say to people when i have money i'm on top of the world nothing really bothers me at all when my money starts to get a little funny oh i am not a happy camper and and everything in the world seems like it's going wrong when you don't have any money so um i like that slogan (laughs) how about you when you when you come
0: short on money how do you feel uh what's the slogan that your your money's funny your change is strange and your credit won't get it <laughs> there
1: you go that's what i say as well so so you guys if you need to understand money and how to make money work for you for you and as opposed to you working for it you want to reach out to mr gregory sneed he'll pop his information in the chat and i'll share it with you um but we want to welcome you here so greg how has your week been
0: Week's been good. I um, I got a, uh, i got a nice um was it a gift? But I was speaking to an existing client, and it was helping her with an issue. And she was asked how things are going on. I said, you know, it's a challenge because I'm used to doing in-person seminars, and I got transferred to this video environment. And she's like, well, you know what? Uh, are you conducting seminars virtually now? Oh, of course, by Zoom. So she said, tell you what, I have a, a little one sheet page that describes what we do. And so she says, I'm gonna send it out to my, some of my coworkers, oh, fantastic. And she sent out an email and she copied me on the email. And not only did she send it out, but she sent some a, a glowing endorsement uh of of my work and sent it to 33 people so uh that was that that was it makes you feel good you know and the the things that she said that were very very warm and sincere and she's like you got to talk to this guy you know he'll take uh, great care of you so that i I think that was a highlight of my week Uh,
1: i like that that's pretty cool you know what now that you think about it we probably should actively i know it feels like it's uh uh you're not being humble, but reach out to our existing clients and ask them to do a a, a tribute. I know on my LinkedIn, you and another friend of mine were the very first people that gave me uh, a recommendation on my LinkedIn profile, was the yeah. best of you guys. So I think that's important. Uh,
0: it's a recommendation you- or endorsement or something like that, because I sent it to, I have a, a sales coach that I use, and I said, hey, I got this great referral. And he said, no, you didn't. That's an endorsement. That's not a referral, that's an endorsement.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, so an endorsement. So I think yeah. all of us that when especially if we're all colleagues and peers, we should all be endorsing each other because we know each other. We know what kind of business we do, right? Especially if we're spending time to refer clients to you, the least we could do is endorse you on your social media, on your on your LinkedIn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to implement that. So I'm going to go over and endorse you on uh on your um for your business so we can oh, make sure I appreciate that thank you, you so get much your company. so yeah that's pretty well that's good i like that i like yeah. it when when people recognize you for for the hard work you do because sometimes it doesn't feel like that right yeah, yeah
0: yeah you know what the best endorsement is what the one on the back of a check
1: ah yeah huh <laughs> 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 or 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 when you get a notification that your PayPal or your Cash App or your um uh ha, has has money in it now. I like those endorsements as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, our topic today is technically challenging. Are uh, te- you know, are you technically challenged? And you know, speaking of a check, how rare it is now to physically write out a check or receive a uh, a paper check.
1: You know, that's so true. And it's so funny because my bank, I bank at Broadway Federal, which is now City City First Bank. Um, they merged with a bank from back east, right? And so when they were going through the process of switching over the account and it was a little, little hairy there for one weekend. But then I thought, wow, I don't really need to order checks. Cause when was the last time I wrote a check? <laughs> so I I don't need checks. I mean I do everything electronically now, and then um, yeah, I don't I don't need checks. And if I and the, on the rarity that I do, then I can just go to the bank and get a counter check for that. But who needs a check?
0: Yeah, I still write some checks. Period. Do you?
1: Yeah. Do you? Do you? Yeah.
0: Well, um, for a long time, my gardener wanted a check. Okay. And now uh, Chase. I can, I go online and, and, and click, you know, and they send out by mail a paper check to him. So I, oh. I just, you know, click and say, okay, pay, pay him. And he's set up in my, in my pays mm-hmm. and I just say, okay, here's, you know, here's the amount and hit send. And um, it will, I think had the option of send it by Zelle. So he gets it instantly. He doesn't want that. He wants, he's old school. He wants paper.
1: Oh, okay. He wants to physically take it to the bank so that he
0: can deposit. I think it's more he's trying to track who who of his customers are paying. Ah, you know, because so he still handwrites writes out a uh, a slip and puts it in my uh, oh, mailbox. Okay. So he okay. he hasn't gotten to that technical uh, level there. And and I had a um, contractor he did some work for me. He wanted a check, so. Ooh. So I still have. I'm still write. I still have checkbook, and I still writing checks. But um, oh, okay. Very, very yeah. yeah.
1: Very, yeah. Very few of them. Yeah. Most of mine. Let me see through. It. No, I send everything. If I'm not sending it by PayPal or my invoicing system for QuickBooks actually allows me to send a invoice, and then they can actually pay pay through that, and then I can do the same thing for my clients as well. So I guess I'm, I'm more automated than not, but I can see if they want to have, you know, a backup to make sure that they have they got paid and it matches up with their their manual system because that's the only way you can to match it up with your manual system. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. But you know, years ago I took the kids, the biz camp kids to the what do they call it? It's downtown where they do all the processing of monies that come in. What is it? The um federal Oh, what it is over on Hope Street, but it's all the, the checks, all of the dollar, everything comes through this depository. I think there's one here, there's one in San Francisco and there's one in DC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when we took the kids there, they were saying how, um, 10, 15, 20 years ago, then they, all the checks actually process through the this federal depository and they used to have tons of checks now they have hardly any checks and now they have dollars and they also are able to pull out counterfeit dollars and all that sort of stuff right but they eventually uh uh, they were saying that the future they wouldn't even have the dollars or the coins coming through there eventually everything is going to be electronically electronic and that was about I want to say we did that with the kids about eight years ago. Mm. So we are close to that place where we're operating digitally and all monies is kind of circulating through uh, some sort of digital um, uh, app that money can then be processed. And look at the banks. You can take a picture of your check and it just goes right through the process at the bank. Does your bank have that service? Yeah. 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 Ours is a Broadway federal. That's one of the perks or the benefits of the merger is by next year. We're going to have that opportunity right now. I have to run my checks
0: to the bank. Yeah, no, I can take I take pictures of my checks all the time. I have one sitting here. That's a $10 check. Um, and for some reason, the the photo capture the background is not capturing. So it, it won't, you know, so oh. I, I physically have to take that in. And it's, it's been sitting here probably three months.
1: Uh, ten dollars, you know, or a
0: thousand dollars or ten thousand. It, it would have had the been to the bank, but um, yeah, I got a ten. I'm not even sure where it is. And I know I haven't deposited, but it's 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 somewhere on my desk. Um, but you know, it's interesting because I you know I believe that when money when when you used to have your money you uh, you could count it. It was in your wallet. It was in your pocket um i still recommend to my clients that you keep some paper currency that you keep mm-hmm. some money uh mm-hmm. at home because if our you know if we've got an earthquake or some tech you know the, the the bank atm system gets hacked and you need to buy gas or milk or you know something um they may not be able to transact electronic business but you know uh coins and and, and dollars they'll still accept so i do recommend having uh, a, a stash of of some money not a lot you know um but at least you know probably 100 bucks and that and in small denominations not mm-hmm. you know a hundred dollar bill because <laughs> you go to buy right. for five dollars and you got a hundred dollars no we got no change man <laughs> we got right no change. exactly you actually are <laughs>
1: absolutely right because i remembered back to um During Katrina, uh, that was one of the issues. You couldn't get to the bank in order to get cash. So uh, when uh, people, when they talk to you about having your emergency kit, then in that kit, you should actually have some physical dollars and some change so that you actually could have money uh, until you're able to relocate back to your home if by some chance you couldn't get to your home so that should be in your in your emergency uh kit uh for in the event that some catastrophe takes place in and yeah because if the power goes out then so does all of the atm
0: machines that's right.
1: Now, so all of that happens so it I doesn't have to be think.
0: power it can just be the banking system you know runs yeah. into an issue and so it doesn't even have to be right here it could be somewhere because the you know the network may not be here in in california it's somewhere in the the, the plain states in iowa or something what have you but it, um it, if it goes down then yeah you can't transact business and if you need some just small stuff here and there uh, mm-hmm. you know some food items that you've got it so
1: yeah, I guess so. so when, we can't be completely, totally dependent upon digital, digital world. We do have to have some manual, some cash laying around. As my, my girlfriend used to say, her parents were from Cuba. And um, so when a Castro took over for Cuba, uh, they couldn't get all their money out. And so when he came to the United States to live, he said, keep some money under your mattress. He called it mattress money. <laughs> keep your mattress money. So in the event that you have to do a mad dash, then you can just grab your money and, and, and get to where you need to get to. Because if not, you can't get to your money if the government sees all your money. So That's right. yeah, that, was a, that was a living testimony.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, in fact I remember the, there was a show when we were uh we were talking about the system uh that they use in the island, the Partner, partner system and something else and how you you give money and, and to somebody and they're kinda like the bank. Um and uh anyway, it just we're, we're a different world, different we're, different,
1: we're living in a different world. And that's mm-hmm. why we have to have this, this conversation we're going to have today is because we can no longer continue to do business as we've been doing, especially after the pandemic, when everything that we did had to be done online. And um, so making sure that our business, small business owners and our individuals understand how, um, how important it is for them to not say that they're technically challenged but to start bragging that they're technically savvy.
0: <laughs> well our guest is going to share with some ideas and some ways that that, that our listeners can uh, can make that happen.
1: Yes, that. So we're excited about that and also we have Dr. Sharon Peterson coming in today. She's an alumni manager for the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses, is a, a small business initiative. And so not only uh Having tech technical solvingness, but also having the technical assistance that helps small businesses move to the next uh, to the next chapter for their business. And you know, yesterday, Greg, we had um, Constance Anderson on from the Center of uh, Lendistry, and I asked her a question: Is where uh, how should the businesses be planning for the future? Uh, at post pandemic, and she is in agreement that the first thing they need to do is become technically savvy. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Because uh, everything we're doing is online. I actually kind of prefer it this way, but um, I don't know. Not everybody does. I, I, I think I'm on time for all of my meetings. <laughs> I have no traffic to get to my meetings unless I have traffic from one room to the other room from the imaginary people that may be in, in the hallway. But other than that, what a way to do business. And I can reach far more people than I did when I was physically training. How about right, you? Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, not, well, so now my traffic is in order to get to my office, I've got to walk through the kitchen so I can I can get delayed there. <laughs>
1: Well, there you go unless there's something in the household that is delaying you yeah. from getting to your 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 place of business i think this is this is cool i yeah. i had um for the first time and it was a couple months ago i had an appointment a physical appointment and i normally don't do physical but i had a physical appointment so I you know you have we haven't even been driving around right so I the, the place wasn't even far from where I live and for whatever reason I got all turned around and I ended up being late But <laughs> literally for appointment I was 15 minutes away from my house <laughs> So I told her, I said, we had done this on Zoom, I'd been on time. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how to drive through the community in order to get to my, uh, and not under, remembering, because by that time traffic had picked up. And so I'm thinking it's a clear shot, but coming down Slauson, but it's never a clear shot when all the traffic in the middle of the day is on Slauson. So I was not prepared for the Slauson traffic. <laughs> So that's one of the things. So I'm excited about the show. I know you're going to pop in and out with me today, but before you leave, before you have to pop away, I'm going to bring Dr. Peterson on and you can say hello to her. You actually uh, moderated and hosted when we had her on the community briefing. So I'm going to bring her on and then we're going to talk to her about the 10,000 small business. And when you have to pop out, you just have to pop out. All righty. All right, Dr. Peterson, we're going to bring you in. And everyone, you are tuned into The Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. Today, I have a ghost, a guest co-host, Mr. Gregory Sneed. And you can find this program on Facebook, streaming live on The Business Zone, as well as we stream live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the button. Tell a friend to pop over every Friday afternoon at three o'clock the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. So with that, I am going to bring in Dr. Peterson. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Dr. Peterson? I am doing well. Oh, good to hear that. And look at that, Dr. Sweetson. So let me give you guys a little bit. Dr. Peterson on the spot. She wanted to get rid of her background. I gave her a software. She went and downloaded. I am so proud of her. She went on downloaded, fixed it all up, and here she is. Yes. I am so proud myself. <laughs> so you get a, technically, a technical button today, huh? <laughs> a savvy yes. button today. So how are you? I am going to pull up your um, bio right now and tell everyone who you are as soon as okay. i it, it i had it up it disappeared on me hold on one second so how was your holiday why i find this information it was
2: great it was very
1: restful i have
2: to say that i was very lazy and just enjoyed myself
1: <laughs> me too the best part about vacation about holidays for me is that my clients are on holiday and they are not calling me That is the the part that I like best about holidays. So everyone, we have here today Dr. Sharon Peterson. She is the Southern California Regional Center for Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Initiative. Dr. Peterson is the alumni manager. Um, She supports the Southern California alumni and is liaison to the national 10,000 Small Business alum program prior to becoming the alum, um, alumni manager for the Small Business is She was the president of Goldberg Consulting, and she works <laughs> the small to medium-sized companies she has worked as a consultant with several small business development centers and business owners over the past decade, helping small businesses achieve economic impact in their community. And her expertise is uh, loan packaging and developing marketing and sales strategy. Uh, we want to welcome you, uh, Dr. Peterson, to the show. And today we're talking about our businesses becoming much more tech savvy as well as technically savvy to run their small businesses. So welcome. Glad to have you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about you than that uh, bio that I read and what motivates you to do what you do. Well, it's very
2: interesting because I actually started out in corporate America, you know, marketing, some of the big companies, PepsiCo, some of the other ones and i really wanted to do something where i could make a really big impact and i found that working with the small business owners is so rewarding because you see some businesses that are already started and they grow and you see some people that want to start businesses and you help them get into business and you get to kind of live through them and a lot of their adventures and things they're going through so that's yeah. that's really what's because I'm a, I like teaching and I like actually being able to impart information. So doing that with the small business owners is great.
1: What are some of the challenges that you have seen that small businesses have uh, starting their businesses?
2: I think one thing is that if you are just say you come from a corporate background, same people come from a corporate background, they they might have a little bit more information about what they want to do because they've had time to formulate it in in that corporate background, but then some people are very creative and they start a business, so I think that the challenge is how to grow. It's okay to start the business, but how do you stay in business and how do you grow.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I agree. and what does the what I I know several friends of mine actually number of years ago went through the to, through the 10,000 Small Business Program. What exactly does that entail and how does that help them grow or position themselves to grow? Okay.
2: So we say the 10,000 Small Businesses initiative actually it's very good for businesses that want to grow or get to the next level, we say. And what that does is we have several modules that we take them through. We call it a mini MBA on steroids because it's over a three or four month period and you will get a lot of the material that you would get in an MBA program. The difference is, is that the material is customized and developed by Babson College of Boston. They're the number one entrepreneurial training college in the, in the country. And they developed the, the criteria for the curriculum for us and the curriculum, so they have, the business owner has the, the ability to be able to go through the curriculum and we call it use invisible theory that they can apply immediately so they can come into the classroom and marketing and take what they learned that day and go back to their business and use it.
1: Oh, OK, then that's a really good course is you actually can apply it that later that day and get some results from what they've learned. Yes.
2: So we had several success stories. The only thing we have to say is you're you're still in the class, so don't forget the class and and just start applying everything. Let's try to get through the material for, as we go.
1: Okay, Greg, did you have any?
0: No, I, I, part of the business uh, also should be what's the end game? Oops, uh, is what's the end game in business? Because um, are you? Sorry about that. I should have muted this. They won't shut up <laughs> talk about technology
1: technology
0: <laughs> there we go part of part of the business is also what is the end game so yeah. you you got into business so are you looking for it to be long term are you looking to build the business and then get bought out so do you want to create a certain valuation because everybody's focused on the startup okay right. so now you start up now you're there so, so what do you do and then if it's a family business let's say you've inherited from a a parent there i forget what the percentages are but there's a large percentage of the owner transferring it to the kids yes to the second generation but the the percentage drops dramatically when it goes to that third generation and uh so now you know what what do you do because i have i have a couple of friends that have a business and their 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 sons and daughters had absolutely no interest in running it at all. So um, uh, you, they have to either sell it or or sell it to internally. It's just it's a good challenge. So it's a a different dynamic to add on top of your business planning. What's your end game? Are you looking to stay in this, or, or are you looking to just build some value and then create this company, sell it off, and then start all over?
2: Yes, and it's very interesting you said that because our program is pretty comprehensive. And when they come in, it's really to identify a growth opportunity because we're saying, okay, how are you gonna grow? And so they identify a growth opportunity. Maybe it's a new product or service, maybe it's going into a new market or it could be another method of growing. But then we take that and build out a five-year growth plan with five-year projections, revenue projections. So they get something called money and metrics where they get to understand financials. That's one of the things I think Crystal can probably attest to this is that a lot of business owners don't understand their financials. Mm. So, you know, the fact that, as you were talking about checks, the fact that I could write a check doesn't mean that money's in the bank, right?
0: Well, <laughs> so- Definitely. <laughs> as long as I have checks, I still have money, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right. So we, we let them understand how to, to look at a financial statement, a PL and l statement, or a balance sheet, and really understand what it's saying. Because I was talking to someone today, and I said, you know, they might look intimidating those sheets, but it's it's really telling a story. You should be able to talk about it. Like you're telling a story about your business. And so they (laughs) learn how to do that. And then they go into the key elements that, as you mentioned, some of the things they need to grow. How, what do you need to do to be a leader? What is it to, to be a leader of your company and What about the people? How do you hire the right people? How do you retain them? That's a big problem right now with a lot of companies. I've heard people say it's almost like a merry-go-round. People come in and two weeks later they're out because they're not really fitting or they decide that the company's not fit for them. And then we talk about marketing and selling. How do you market your business and selling? A lot of people are doing digital marketing right now. That's a big thing talking about going online, but there are so many other elements to it. How do you identify the right customer? And then going into operations and processes where a lot of time businesses have redundant processes in their business, where it's really causing them money or causing things not to happen. And then after that, they go into really what does it take if you need financing to get that? Hmm. And as, as you know, Greg was talking about, we, we talk about really those exit strategies because everyone doesn't want to keep this until the day that they can't work anymore they might want to pass it on to their family or maybe even pass it on to employees i had a couple of business owners that did the esop programs you know the Mm. employee programs so and but that all this goes into a five-year plan for their company and so that's one of the really great pieces that i think comes out of this initiative when they finish
1: uh, and I think that's absolutely awesome. There's one business I that I know uh, personally that um, went through your to the through your program, the Ten Thousand Small Business, and that's Greg Doolin uh, mm-hmm. for Doolin Soul Food. And oh my God, when he completed the program, I could immediately see what you guys the key factors and the touch points that you guys had worked with him on because he has created this massive marketing machine that has been extremely beneficial for the growth of his business. And I've watched him over the years and I was like, wow. I mean, he's innovative and he's disruptive and he's willing to take very, looks like very calculated risks, but he's looking at his business from a holistic place Versus just from I'm in business, I'm working in this business, and yes. that's all I need to do. He actually is looking at it as to I'm working on my business and not working in my business.
2: Yes. And that's what we say. We tell them they need to work on their business, not in the business.
1: Yeah. So he's I, He did. He did. I will give you guys. I mean, I was like, wow, I saw it. You know, I saw it start to um, materialize like soon as he finished the program. And I still am watching him implementing, obviously, certain strategies and skills that you guys uh, uh, helped him to develop. And I still see him doing that in this business. And I want to say, Greg was one of the first ones when you, when did the program first launch in Los Angeles? 2010. Yeah. So that's when Greg, I think, uh, actually participated. And I want to say it was around the same time that the Endeavor was coming through Los Angeles. Remember the spaceship came through? And I think he finished your program right at that time. And he actually launched on the day that the Endeavor came down Crenshaw and all of us spent all day long in front of Greg's uh, Doolin uh, in front of his restaurant. And that's what we ate all day long.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. sounds like Greg.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was fun and uh, awesome, but it's so important. And when we talk about, um, uh, the financial piece of it, I, you know, when people, when clients of mine come to me, Dr. Peterson, they're coming because someone, uh has referred them to to me, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to get capital. So they don't have financials or uh they have a tax issue and that's usually how they get to me, right? Okay. So once I get the initial and they're and they're fighting and pushing back a little bit on me helping them set up their accounting system. Then I say to them, but now let's look at the financial reports and let me show you exactly what you can learn from those financial. And they're like, Oh my God, this is all here. So now <laughs> <laughs> right? Huh? Start there. it starts there, right? Cause you can see how much money you made during yeah. a certain period that you, uh, from the first quarter to the second quarter you can see when your business starts to to taper off so you can find out what your um downtime is and then you need to be looking at other streams of revenue uh, that can or other opportunities for you that you can increase those revenue streams but they are like blown away that they can get all of that information from a financial report. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know that they're your friend if you let them be. The <laughs>
1: <way>. <laughs> so how does one get into the your program? So it's really very simple.
2: There is um, they can go to www.10ksbapply.com. Okay. And on there is an online application. And they can fill that out and select the site they want to go to. So we in Southern California, we have two sites, one at Long Beach and the mm-hmm. other at Los Angeles City College. So we have okay. those two
1: sites. So two sites and it's mm-hmm. www Dot
2: 10. The number 10 K S B apply.
1: S B apply. Uh huh. A P P L Y com. And you have, and there are two sites
2: yeah so, if they go there they'll they'll
1: be able to select
2: a site that they would like to go to depending on where okay. they live
1: and that's uh in la and long beach yes okay so basically uh do they have to have been in business for a certain period of time do they yeah. have to earn a certain amount of money
2: yeah so we are looking for businesses again this is a growth plan so we're looking for businesses that have been in business for uh two years and um with four employees and one hundred fifty thousand in revenue now okay. recently because of COVID we had lowered that to been in business for two years with one employee and a hundred thousand dollars
1: okay but now you're back to four employees
2: yeah but you know those people that because COVID is not really over we just heard that with what you said
1: right yeah right So <laughs> we, would still, we would still look at those
2: other the businesses okay in that other category yes
1: And this may be a good program for for those businesses that um, were able to get uh, capital assistance through the California relief and the federal relief programs. And now maybe they may have hired because they had, you know, revenue, and they're just right there at the brink. And so now to get ready for the post pandemic, they need to really uh, gear up for learning how to work in today's new business world. So yes. is that that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that are looking have a growth business, been in business for 2 years, have a minimum of 4 employees and are our sal- earnings of $150,000, um but you can also apply if it's just a little bit more like, since we're still in covid yeah. um uh, the uh, yeah the COVID world that we're living in, but this is a good time. I think I think all of us should be in what happens. I know we're in still in the middle of it, and it doesn't look like there's an insight <laughs> <laughs> in place. But I'm sure there is. Um, but we still have to be looking at our businesses because I think the key is not always loans. But is your is your business actually earn, uh, re- has reached its earning capacity? And right. I guess you guys can, can you attest to the fact that most people have not even come close to maxing out their earning capacities for small businesses? Yes,
2: I would say that's definitely true. Because yeah. when they get into the program, they discover all these things that they can actually, I want to say, customize a little bit differently that they're already doing and there's some things they can add and just get the most out. of It's almost like someone says, you know, they get the most out of the squeeze of the, of the lemon. Well, they they haven't gotten all the juice out yet, right? They've been squeezing, <laughs> but not all the juices out. <laughs> so I they, agree. they need to understand. And two, I just wanted to go back on the, the number of employees. I know as a business owner, you don't like to think of yourself as an employee. But if you count yourself as one of those employees, that's part of that number you need, right? To
1: oh. band, mm. Right? Yeah, they never think of themselves as employees. I'm the owner.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's, that's one of the four or two employees that we're talking about. And it can be also full-time, part-time and 1099. So it doesn't have to be all full-time.
1: Oh, okay, so you guys are very flexible. So how yeah. are they, is this a online programming or um, and what is the time comm- commitment for, for the businesses that actually do get accepted in the program?
2: We are leaving now. This great period where we have we we pivoted to online, all the okay. way from, you know, March of 2020 to to actually now in 2022, we're scheduled to go back in the classroom. Okay. So that's where it will be eight hours on um, Fridays, and those will be in class. But it's so much going on; it's not just sitting there. Listening, you're in a very interactive environment where you're doing exercises, you're working with the other business owners, you're doing a lot of things that break the day up and you're going through that day and learning different things that you can take again and go home and use.
1: So and, what's that's, the, hmm? and what's the time frame? Eight hours for how long is it a so it's week eight hours
2: weeks? and then it's over so for instance, uh we have a class starting in January at Los Angeles um, at Long Beach city college. Mm-hmm. And so we start in January. So we're talking like three months from there, right? So oh, January okay. March. Okay. Yeah. But and, at, you know, summer every Friday summer is every other Friday. It depends on what, what we're doing.
1: Okay. Is there a cost for them to, to participate in this program? The cost
2: I'm quite sure they will really like this because the cost is going, it's not exactly zero because you do have to commit your time. So if you value your time and put a cost on it, yes, there's time and there's cost to it. But as far as the monetary cost, zero. This is a scholarship from Goldman Sachs to those that are accepted. That's why there's an application process. And then you fill the application out and you go through an interview, If you meet the criteria and then we decide if you're accepted into the program based on all of the things we've seen in your actual application and your your um interview
1: oh that's pretty awesome i i i invested in my uh uh, uh my business two years ago and i think i spent about 1900 dollars to learn how to create online courses so free zero <laughs> yes my yeah. time, but but even if even your time you're still now being able to formulate uh to work your part your your business time more efficiently if you're learning tools that is going to help you grow your business because most of the time it's I, I I coined this as most of our businesses fell into business yes yes
2: right and, and then, then I and I say a lot of them grow to a level of incompetence
1: and that's when they <laughs> need the program <laughs> that's when they get, right exactly because that incompetence means I'm gonna put up my big dartboard. And I'm just going to throw some darts and I'm going to hope this plan works. (laughs) Right, and
2: That's why we want you to have employees, because when you come to the classroom, we want your mind to be freed up that you are 100 percent there physically and mentally. So you can focus and get the tools and information you need to grow your business. And you know that while you're in class, someone's there managing the business so that you don't have to worry about it.
1: That's awesome. And, and so I heard, I think I heard you say that you even help those employ those uh, own, uh, business owners really uh, learn how to hire the right people. That's going to yes. help their businesses grow. Yes. And and,
2: real, Yeah. Hire slowly, you know, hire slow and then just make sure that you're hiring the right person because sometimes we're so eager to grab an employee, that we're not really interviewing them the way we need to, or looking at the things that we need to. And we you learn all of that in the program. And another yeah, I, thing, too, is when you ahead. come into the program to add to the no cost, all the materials that you'll need will be given to you. You don't need to buy any books or anything. It's all given to you. If you have a laptop, you want to bring that, that's fine. But it's not any materials that you need to
1: buy. All right, guys, you that that, there is no reason why one day out of the month out of the week is to go over to get a class that is going to give you so much value, that it's going to help you grow your business. I don't even know why you guys, you guys should be all here on social media screaming at me. It's like, how do I get there? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to make sure, Dr. Peterson, that we get this information out because the future of our businesses has to be where we are not working on in those businesses we're working on those businesses and i really like the fact that you guys focus on the hiring the right employee i know i've had so many people go you know i try to hire people and they're just not right and my question always is so what is it you're looking for and they're like what what yeah. is it looking for are you looking for just a warm body or are you looking for someone that's qualified to uh do the job that you need them to do right
2: and there's some other things that i didn't mention i know that a lot of business owners say you know it's lonely being a business owner because i'm not going to go to my employees and say oh i'm really concerned about the business they don't have anyone to talk to you well when you're in this program you're in the program with 30 to 40 other business owners ceos so you have this i want to call a community that you can collaborate that you can have your couch sessions with, you know, your therapy sessions with, and you are assigned a business advisor that walks with you the entire time through the program or the initiative that you can actually counsel, have counsel you and help you through the areas that you need while you're in the program to understand them better, to be able to do what you need to get through and to help you with understanding what you need to do to write your growth plan that you come out with.
1: That's awesome. That is so, so, so important. Well, thank you guys for offering this program to our small business owners. And um, I'm definitely going to refer businesses over to you because I think it's so important where we're going now. And, you know, one of the things uh, as the co-director of Recycling Black Dollars, I've always, the pushback I've always gotten uh, for supporting Black businesses is that they're not run properly and the customer service is not there and all of these components that need to be there for you to be successful in business. And so a lot of times that that's the excuse I get anyway. (laughs) So when I first became the co-director or start first start working with Recycling Black Dollars, I was like, okay, I'm going to be one of the conduits to make sure that you are the businesses that I'm referring to you. That won't be your complaint. That's yes. going to be my job is to make sure that at least the basics, but I think the one thing that we for the future have to be looking at is getting our businesses prepared for what the future entails. And so we can no longer continue to do business as we have been doing.
2: Yes. And I also wanted to comment just briefly on the the words, uh, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Initiative. 10,000 really means something because if you look over the United States, all of the sites, we have over 19 sites that are have these programs across the country. There are over 10,000 small businesses as of last November that have been through this initiative. And wow. in the Southern California area, there's over 1,100 businesses in Southern California that have been through this initiative. So there's this vast community and network to really, to plug into once
1: you're part of it. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, Dr. Peterson, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been very informative. We wanna, we're gonna make sure that we are getting the information out this, this podcast will air, um, we broadcast, it's broadcasting live now on Facebook and YouTube, but I also, afterwards, I plug it into a podcasting network and then it goes over 10 different channels, so hopefully you guys will get some more uh, eligible businesses that will apply. Uh, So when is the deadline for the January class?
2: So that one's already passed, we actually are are doing the interviews for those now, but we take the We take the applications anytime. So don't let a deadline be the the key. Just go ahead and apply and we'll plug you into the next cohort after this one. Sounds good to me.
1: (laughs) well thank you so much you've been so great and um you are doing some good work and i can see it for the businesses that i know that have gone through it so i think you're making the decision uh to move from corporate corporate america to do business to help our small business community was a good decision
2: (laughs) well thank you thank you for having me on the on your program today
1: Thank you so much. So appreciate it. So appreciate you. And I'll make sure you get a copy of this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
0: As a small biz pro, I saw we roll. Using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow. Using procurement, program, and control. I'm a businessman. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur.